Welcome to the Remote CEO Show. My name is De Niro Bartolini, AKA De Niro B. I'm an acclaimed business coach and my moonshot is to change the face of work and business forever. With each episode, we bring you some of the most inspiring and insightful interviews with six, seven, eight, and nine figure entrepreneurs to crack the code on how to build your remote empire and have fun while doing it. Thanks for stopping by and let's get started. What is going on, CEOs? De Niro B here with another episode of the Remote CEO Show. Today, our guest is not an entrepreneur per se, but I really wanted him to be on the show because he is living proof that you can chase your dreams that are not related to business and fund those dreams by working remotely from anywhere in the world, really. You know, I'm a huge proponent of remote work, of course, and Brian Zhang took this to the next level by starting a remote job as a writer at a very young age and while still in school. Brian, in fact, is a writer and aspiring cardiologist from Brooklyn, New York. He's a 2021 New York Times scholar, reports on student life and culture for the Yale Daily News, and studies molecular, cellular, and developmental biology at Yale University. Him and I met through a partnership with NextShark.com, one of the websites he was writing for. So if you have a relative or a friend that is still young and may feel lost, please share this episode with them because it will show them what's possible in today's interconnected world. Very excited for this chat. So let's get started. Brian, welcome to the Remote CEO Show. How are you doing today? Thank you so much. Um... Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Brian. Um, I'm a student, and I'm so glad to be invited on the show today. That's fantastic, Brian. Like I said at the very beginning of uh, this episode for the listeners at home, this is a bit of a different episode. I wanted to have Brian on the show because I remember when I was a university student, and I actually worked for the student council, and I've done a lot of different jobs. But, you know, student council can't hire, you know, thousands of people most times. And so I remember so many of my peers trying to figure out another way to make money while they were in school. And so I came across one of Brian's articles online and I wanted him to be on the show today because I really want students to understand that there's always a way to create an extra income while you're studying and you can do it remotely. And that's why Brian is here today. So Brian, I generally ask every single one of my guests to tell us a bit more about their story and how did they become, uh, how they became entrepreneurs. But for you, it's going to be a bit of a different uh, question. So can you tell us a bit about your background as a student and how did you find such an amazing gig like the one uh, that we basically find you through? Thank you so much, Mr. Bartolini. Um, and yeah, of course, um, I come from um, a very low income family. Um, my parents are both immigrants from China and back at home in Brooklyn, I live with 12 formates. Um, so I think working has always been one of my priorities and my parents have always 
instilled values of education in me. But I think as a son, as a member of the family, there is this responsibility for me to go out there and find jobs. And I think being a student in college, we have a really big workload. We have extracurriculars. Um, we have our courses, of course. But then when it comes to finding jobs, sometimes having in-person jobs might not always be the most convenient. So that's when I really wanted to brainstorm ideas for remote work and work that I can do on my own time. Let's say when classes are over. Um, and I think there are a lot of opportunities out there where the bosses are super flexible with time and they're super accommodating with our schedules. Um, and I found that writing was freelance writing um, or working for newspapers from home um, has been one of the best ways to achieve that um, because I get to do something that I really love doing, um, representing for marginalized voices, writing about ideas that I'm passionate about, but then doing that on my own time, on my own schedule as a student, um, as someone who also has a lot of other commitments, but also needs to make money. Um, and as Mr. Bartolini mentioned, I, I did work for a little bit at NextShark, which is one of the largest Asian American media sites in America. And um, I spent a lot of time just pitching and crafting um, articles that I think I'm interested in and um, working with editors on a remote schedule. That's that's fantastic. So let's go back to when I actually found this job because our listeners at home, like I told you earlier, Brian, our listeners at home are either already seasoned entrepreneurs or business owners that uh, are getting started with you know the whole remote thing. Uh, but they most likely know someone that is a student and that is looking to find a remote job. And you talked about the fact that you have worked for a very long time, even before this gig. Um, and so can you tell us how you first found out that you could work as a student remotely and what prompted you to do that? Definitely. Thank you, Mr. Bartolini. I think not working remotely has, has never been an option for me because um, I think classes and clubs do take a lot of time and um, being in person, sometimes transportation, traveling back and forth, that also costs a lot of money that I don't think I'm personally in a financial situation to have been able to do when I first started college. I think things have definitely improved um, significantly between then and right now. I'm a sophomore currently. Um, but I think what really prompted me to find remote work was being able to do things from the comfort of my home, or in this case, in my dorm room. Um, I'm currently in my in my dorm along with some of my other suite mates right now. But I think just being, there's something about being in your own home and being comfortable in your own skin that really brings out the best in a person's work and brings out the best in a person's imagination. And I think that's one of the biggest advantages of remote work, that it permits not only flexibility, but it also alleviates a lot of mental health challenges. And especially in today's workforce, where there's so many different variables to consider, whether it's transportation, going into the office. Um, and I think even though remote work, you're on your own computer and, you know, you're super far away from everyone else. I remember a lot of the editorial team at NextShark were from California, which is literally on the other side of the country. But I think there's never a time where I felt as though communication was compromised. There was always new opportunities that came up that allowed me to communicate with them when I needed help with an article, when I had questions about an assignment. And I think that is especially the case because of new technologies such as Zoom um, or podcasting or um, Slack. And I think in this day and age, remote work has been more convenient and more powerful than ever, than ever because of these technologies that afford 
um, communication and streamlined um, interaction with other peers. Absolutely. And so I wanted to ask you a couple of questions regarding how the, uh, the these websites, these blogs are paying uh, the writers. So you said that you worked as a freelancer. So were you getting paid by the article um, or did you have a set of articles that you needed to write by a certain date and then they paid you on that date? Yes, of course. Um, I work for a couple of different newspapers and magazines and I think every outlet has their own specific set of guidelines. Um, for Next Shark, I worked as a paid intern, so they would give me um, a regular pay um, as well as a stipend at the end. Um, and that was the case throughout the school year. But then over time, when I felt like I wanted to move to another job, um, I still remained as a freelancer. I, I think my love for Next Shark never stopped. I love the work that they do there. I love that they care so much about Asian representation, which is something that isn't really present in today's media. So I stayed behind as a freelancer. And what that meant was that whenever I thought of an idea for an essay or an article or a news topic that I wanted to cover, I would pitch it to one of the editors and then they would basically pay me by word. Um, and I think that's super convenient because I'm still earning some income. I'm doing this completely on my own time. As an intern with regular paid wages, I had to fulfill like specific responsibilities and obligations that the editors handed to me. But I think one of the best things about being a remote writer is that, or a freelance writer is being able to do things um, on your own time once again. And um, whenever you think about an idea, you just go for it. Like I would just send an email to an editor um, and in terms of pitches, simplicity is always the best, um, being creative, being simple, but also being very different and revolutionary in your ideas. And then basically handing these editors to these ideas to editors. And um, if they approve, then you can go ahead um, and write the article. And a lot of outlets definitely pay you for these opportunities. That is, that's fantastic. Now, here's the thing. I really wanted you to be on the show because I'm a writer myself. I have a book. I have a a blog. I, I've been blogging for a very long time on off really. Uh, but I there's something about writing. There's something about writing that's a, one of the best weapons um, for representation, like you said, but even for, you know, the, for the ability of like cleaning your mind. Um, whenever you have some thoughts running through your head, you write them down on, on paper on your computer. <laughs> and, and most times when you post them online, you find out that a lot of people are having similar thoughts to yours. And so for those listeners at home, they're either students themselves, uh, but most likely uh, for our entrepreneur friends that are listening right now uh, that know students, um, can you tell us what is the best way to start looking for these freelance uh, remote gigs online for writers? Another way to look for remote writing opportunities would be through websites like LinkedIn or Indeed. And I think the convenience with these websites is that they compile all the jobs that you're looking for. If you're searching for a specific category, let's say culture writing, or if you're specifically interested in covering celebrity news or arts and entertainment, and you type that in, then a lot of opportunities specifically related to that would come up. Or if you're interested in writing about sports and you search up sports writing opportunities or sports internships, then these websites are already programmed to collect opportunities that fit into um, 
the niches that you're interested in. And these websites definitely do work. I think um, a lot of my friends and I in the beginning, we were all a little bit hesitant. It seemed a little bit too good to be true, a lot of the opportunities that they posted on there. But after finding a job through BrainPop myself, which is an educational site for um, young children, and it's literally been one of the most amazing and gratifying and most informative experiences that I've ever had. Um, I had a lot of fun working there and I found that job through LinkedIn and um, the process took a took a while. You had to submit your resume, um, which a lot of these websites such as LinkedIn and Indeed have an option for. It's super convenient. You just, you just upload it. Um, and then if they're interested in you, they would reach out for an interview or for further steps. But yes, definitely use LinkedIn, Indeed, use Monster. Um, and I think Handshake is another one, but these are all great ways to find um, remote learning opportunities. And you can apply to so many different jobs at the same time. Um, and that's the convenience of finding work on a computer. Yes, 100%. Listen, Brian, this has been a, such an amazing conversation. Like I said, we generally cover uh, stories about uh, founders, CEOs, and entrepreneurs that are building businesses. But at the same time, what we don't realize is that before you can become an active member of the workforce, you got to through, you got to go through you know, university, you got to go through a path of studying, or even if you don't go through university, maybe you're still in high school, who knows? But the thing that really excites me is the fact that uh, people like yourself with a passion for writing can start monetizing on that passion as soon as they really, you know, put their head down and start writing something. Uh, I definitely, definitely want my listeners to to know more about what you do. Before we get there and I ask you where can people can find you online, I want to ask you if there's anything exciting coming, you know, down the pike that you want to share with our audience. Yes, of course. Thank you so much, um, De Niro. Um, something exciting that's coming up in my life is that I'll be working with um, with first-generation low-income students, students with disabilities, as well as Title IX um, policy in Capitol Hill this summer. Um, I was um, able to find the internship through a virtual newsletter that one of uh, my school program sent out. So I'm really grateful for that to be working alongside other incredible journalists and policymakers and politicians in one of my dream places to ever work at. I think I've always romanticized Boston, New York, and DC. And I'm really grateful for the opportunity to be able to do that soon. That is fantastic. And I'm sure that all your writing experience and all the work that you've done in the past has really played a huge role in making you stand out and finally get this position. Uh, Brian, it's been an amazing conversation. Like I said, I want my audience to really go check out your writing. So where can people find your work online? Thank you so much, De Niro. Um, if you're ever interested in reading my work, I have my personal website called runonsentence.com, um, run and then a hyphen onsentence.com. Um, and some of my work also appears in newspaper outlets that I've written for, such as um, the Yale Daily News, um, Next Shark Magazine. And I also have forthcoming pieces in New York Family that talks about lifestyle and parenting. Um, but I think I'll talk a little bit about run on sentence. I really love music and it's one of my favorite hobbies whenever I'm not working or I'm not in my classes I usually put my headphones on and um, I draw a lot of inspiration from the albums that a lot of artists put out so what I do is that I collect some of my favorite pieces that I 
believe fall under the same theme. And then I put them under an album. Um, and currently on Run On Sentence, there are two albums. The first one was called Happiest Boy Alive. And it was about the ups and downs about navigating my freshman year in college. And then the second one is called Cardiology. And it talks about um, some of my biggest heartbreaks and some of the most disappointing moments in my life, as well as how I managed to um, to grieve those moments and, and overcome them to become the person that I am today. But yeah, if you're ever interested, um, please do check out my website. I would love um, if you would follow my work. And if you're ever interested in talking about my work or talking about finding writing opportunities, you can always shoot me an email or message. Um, there's an option to communicate with me on those websites. Brian, thanks so much, like I said, for being on the show. This has been a fantastic special episode. I am very excited for, you know, what's to come for you and all your this experience that, you know, it, it's really like uh, coming down the pike for you. And again, enjoy the rest of the day and we'll talk soon. Thank you so much, De Niro. You're the best. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Bye. And this is it for today, CEOs. Thanks for staying with us until the end. Can I ask you a big favor? Can you please leave a review? I know the podcast app is not super straightforward. So if you don't know how to leave a review, just DM me on Instagram at denierob, D-E-N-I-E-R-O-B. And I will send you the direct link to the review section and to show you my appreciation, I will answer any business question you ask me during that conversation. So thank you again, and I will talk to you again soon.